This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Gina Davis, and welcome to Event Talk. Do you want to make more money with your products and service at festivals, fairs, and expos? Then you're in the right place. Each week, Event Talk brings you interviews with business experts, makers, artists, and business owners, nonprofits that have all successfully navigated the ins and outs of business. Plus, we want to take you behind the curtain, sharing our time-tested event marketing secrets so that you can get the most from every booth at every event. Join us as we explore what's happening at festivals, fairs, expos near you and around the country. Event Talk is your source for everything you need to get the event return on investment you deserve. I'm excited about today's conversation. Let's get started. Today's conversation is creating a booth experience that tells a story through imagery that attracts customers to increase your sales for the day. And today, my guests are Kristen and Lindsay Archer, and I'm your host, Gina Davis. We have a great show for you today, and I am looking forward to this conversation. But I want to start with by sharing a little bit about Kristen and Lindsay Archer. They're two sisters from my hometown, Memphis, Tennessee. They own Arched, and they create this, the most beautiful handmade home decor I have ever seen. It's done on wood and marble, and they use an image transfer process that really just leaves it being the most, well, more because they're unique. The images you see on the art are original photography taken by Kirsten, and the original designs are created by Lindsay. Now, their home decor is feminine and often conveys messages about empowering women. Now, they've recently transitioned from working nine to five to build arts into a full-time business. Kudos, ladies, kudos. In addition to creating handmade home decor, they also offer video, photography, and design services to help other creatives to tell their stories. Ladies, welcome, welcome. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. Thank you for having us. Hello. Yeah. So stay who you are so maybe the, both I, myself and the audience can maybe try to distinguish who's talking. Okay. Hi, this is Kristen and hi, Kristen. this is Lindsay. So I just kind of want to start this off with today's conversation is creating a booth experience that tells a story through imagery that attracts customers to increase your sales for the day. And today, my guests are Kristen and Lindsay Archer, and I'm your host, Gina, De- Gina Davis. Tell you what, we've had a great show for you today, and I am looking forward to this conversation. But I want to start with by sharing a little bit about Kristen and Lindsay Archer. They're two sisters from my hometown, Memphis, Tennessee. They own Arched, and they create this, the most beautiful handmade home decor I have ever seen. It's done on wood and marble, and they use an image transfer process that really just leaves it being the most beautiful things that I've seen, uh, uh, well, more because they're unique. The images you see on the art are original photography taken by Kirsten, and the original designs are created by Lindsay. Now, their home decor is feminine and often conveys messages about empowering women. Now, they've recently transitioned from working nine to five to build arts into a full-time business. Kudos, ladies, kudos. 
In addition, they create, in addition, in addition to creating handmade home decor, they also offer video, photography, and design services to help other creatives to tell their stories. Ladies, welcome, welcome. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. Thank you for having us. Hello. Yeah. So say say who you are. So maybe the both I myself and the audience can maybe try to distinguish who's talking. Okay. Hi. This is Kristen. And Hi, Kristen. this is Lindsay. So I did kind of want to start this off with. So I too have a sister, and we actually own a business together. So I was kind of interested in hearing maybe a little bit about your why and how that sister dynamic. Please tell me there was something about the sister dynamic, why y'all started this. Sure. So we actually started doing the booth in separate businesses mm-hmm. um, when it was more of a for fun only type situation. So mm-hmm. in the beginning, I was selling photography. This is Kristen. I was selling photography um, on wood and marble. We still started out with the same medium. Um, and Lindsay was doing a little bit of painting and selling designs. And then after our first Cooper Young Festival in Memphis, which was the first time we sold our Mm -hmm. art to the public, we realized that we would be stronger together. So we merged and uh, started working together to move the business forward. One thing that has helped us, I think, is that we've always lived together since the business started. So we moved in together probably six or seven years ago. So that sister dynamic of living together, always being together. We've also worked two day jobs together, which is also Uh unique. So the moral of the story is we spend a lot of time together. And so I think that's really helped us in working together and building it, moving it forward. Yeah, that's fabulous. My sister actually lives in Florida, so we haven't lived in the same city, much less the same house in a long time. But we do right. own a business together, so there, there, that definitely that sister dynamic uh, is a, a you know that special bond, and then having a business together, it's definitely something that that we continually work on because we want our sister dynamic to be the predominant thing, not necessarily the fact that they were business, and that's just from our perspective. But right, that, and when you have yeah. your sister, go ahead. Sorry. When you have your sister, when you have your sister there. It is a unique relationship in that you can be honest with each other, which a lot of times just moves things along faster because you're not worried about necessarily right. hurting each other's feelings or, you know, how do I say this? How do I get this point across? You just, it's, you do it and then you move forward. And I think yeah. that's really awesome. Too. Yeah. Well, thank y'all for sharing that. Um, I always like to hear about other sisters that have businesses. So, so let's talk about what y'all are doing when it comes to brand. It has to be reflected pretty much everywhere when it comes to your business. From your perspective, why do you feel, especially in the booth and the festival situation, that it's so important? Background is in graphic design. And so I kind of had it drilled into me that branding is important. Brand, if someone wants to know your brand, they it's more than just a logo. It's mm-hmm. kind of how they think about your company. And so we want to make sure that brand is reflected in every experience someone has with us or our product. So whether it's coming into our booth and they see signage on the outside that has our name or they come into our booth and they see that kind of same look, same feel reflected in our pieces as well. 
Now, wouldn't you say um, when it comes to the brand that that is introspective into your personality? Yeah, uh, our our name for our company is Art, and that mm-hmm. comes from our last name, which is Archer. Mm-hmm. We used to have a lot of people that would kind of say we both come from creative backgrounds, mm-hmm. and they would give us a project or want us to help them out in doing something. And by doing that, they would say, "Would you art this for me, or can you can this get art?" And so that's kind of how we turned our last name more into a verb and an action, mm-hmm. and that's what we're art. And so when we do show at markets and festivals, when people come to our booth, we want them to immediately recognize our name and our brand. And just those little small details that kind of help show a consistent story across everything. Yeah. Uh, we also use business cards as price tags. And so every oh, single piece of our cool. art has a business card attached to it. And so that when someone takes our, buys some of our work and they leave, they're automatically going to have a business card with them. Um, we also use postcards and stickers. We have postcards that have a little bit about us that has a frameable design on the front. We put that in every single bag. Um, we give out stickers all the time at different events that just has a fun design on, on the front and also lists our website or our Instagram handle so that when they put that sticker somewhere and they're like, oh, where did I get that from? They're going to have our name right. on it. Yeah, that's, that's some really cool ideas, definitely. The first time I saw your brand, it stood out for me. So I don't know if y'all are even going to remember this. At the beginning of starting Find Vendor Booth, I started looking out there to see who was blogging in the space of creative. I found y'all before I met y'all at Rising Tide Society. I had sent an email to you back, way back in 17, I think it was, asking if, if blogging was relevant for, for y'all and if you'd be interested in blogging on the website. Well, we actually went a different way with the podcast. I definitely, the first time I met y'all at Rising Tide and you told me who you are, I just instantly pictured that image that you had in that blog. It stood out for me so much. And that's, I think, really important when you're, when you're trying to create your brand is it's got to be visual and kind of meaty a little bit so that it just really sticks with you. That blog has been a great avenue yeah. for us so yeah. when we first started out and we would google how to do things or how to do mm-hmm. a blog or how to do a market we kept coming across the same types of blogs that was more surface level stuff like uh-huh. make sure you brand your business and yeah. make sure you um, stand up and you talk to customers and that kind of stuff it's more a little bit more common sense mm-hmm. and so we're all about sharing the knowledge and experience that we've gained through markets over the past couple of years. Right. So we wanted to write a blog or do something that had specific takeaways that you can immediately right. go and put into action. So, right. and when you, when we say it's important to brand your booth, we wanted to show you how we brand our booth. So mm-hmm. we put business cards as backers. We yeah. brand the back of our pieces. We stamp the back of our marble. We put signage up you know, that has our brand colors. We wanted to give those concrete examples so that people wouldn't be just wondering, like, how do I do it? Yeah. When I'm working with a client, those are some of the first things I look at is like, are you actually just as something as simple as with branding the back of your marble? Are you doing it so that your information, when they pick up that piece, they know who made it. For us here at Fine Vendor Booth, that's really one of the key things just like y'all are talking about, is really giving them them practical things that they need to be doing. So thank you. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. 
I know you're moving arts into a full space where you're really kind of transitioning. What would you say to someone that, that is thinking about doing that, of leaving their nine to five? So let's talk a little bit about what that looks like for you. Yeah, so we started about three years ago. We determined that arts would be a viable business to do full time. We both work at the same day job. And a big part of the success of our transition, I think, was working at a day job who supported the journey from nine to five to full-time entrepreneurship. And it's hard to imagine the past three years without that support. And if we would have worked for a company who didn't support that transition or who wanted to push us out before we were ready to make the leap, what that support allowed us to do was take our time and take risks at certain points and try different events in different cities and see what worked and what didn't work as we felt more comfortable when we did go full-time. During that time, we tried to reinvest a good amount of the money that we made now while we were still getting that regular paycheck. I think that helped propel us a little bit quicker and helped us feel more comfortable because again, we could take risks before we had to take risks all the time. (laughs) So So uh, that Lindsay has a few more things that she's going to talk sure. about too, but those are mine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so we, we also did a lot of planning. Um, we didn't just kind of wake up one day and be like, okay, we're going to switch <laughs> arts and go full time. Yeah. Um, let's just take the plunge. We did a lot of planning. We met with um, a brand specialist who kind of guide us through a messaging that uh, did a brand audit and from a third party to kind of help us. How do we, how are we talking about ourselves? What can we do better? We met with a financial planner who helped us put in, um, look at different forecasts of what we could do for different multiple rev- revenue streams, mm-hmm. you know, how we wanted to bring in money, whether it was from services or from product sales and kind of forecast how we could make arts viable as a full-time entrepreneur. Um, so all that planning that we did, we've done that over the past three years to kind yeah. of prepare us for that full-time journey and then also just saying it out loud telling people that you know we're going full-time it was like Kristen said it was very helpful to have a day job that supported that and that was Uh open with us and let us be open with them about all right this is the date we're leaving we could tell them like a year in advance two years in advance and then we were able to be open about that online, um, on our social media, in person. And by saying those words out loud, it makes it feel more real and also kind of holds you accountable to, all right, you said you're going full time. Let's, you know, (laughs) how's it going? Um, We even, I think six months before we even quit, we put out a video and then a lot of times we would see people and they would ask us how the full-time journey was going because they thought, oh, we already went full-time. But yeah, so being open about that and saying it out loud, I think also really helps. I think I was one of those people. (laughs) Uh, You had a lot of information packed into that little segment. First, kudos, ladies. It really sounds like y'all got your head on right when it comes to making that transition. We're at the halfway point. I need to step into letting my sponsors speak for a few minutes, and then we're going to be right back with talking about the exhibitor experience of letting uh, Arch, Kristen, and Lindsay talk about their exhibitor experience and how they pre-selected events and then give you some of the best tips for vendor booth marketing. We'll be right back. 
Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. This is the EWN Podcast Network. So this is actually just a pretend pause here. So we're going to take a big drink of water and move into the next segment. (laughs) All right. Well, ladies, I kind of skipped over the storytelling and the imagery because I kind of felt like we talked about it already. Uh, but if you had something more to share, maybe you can put it in uh, down here in this second segment, okay? Yeah, we'll put, we'll incorporate that in the best okay. tip because we have a couple of okay. one specific example okay. of how to do that. Okay, that'll be that'll be perfect. That'll be perfect. Okay, so I've had my drink of water. Are y'all ready to go? We are ready. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. We're just getting back here and talking to Kristen and Lindsay Archer with Arched. And uh, my guests today are from my local area. They're exhibitors, but they've recently transitioned into having a full-time job and uh, helping other creatives in the space of uh, for video work and photography. But I still want to just talk a little bit more or have them share maybe a little bit more about their story about uh, being an exhibitor and how they just start with being an exhibitor and how they pre-selected their events uh, for their uh, media. Um, Yeah. So our first experience selling our products, as Kristen said earlier, was at um, a a local festival in Memphis called the Cooper Young Festival. It was actually in our neighborhood. We lived Mm -hmm. in Cooper Young together and we, I had been personally to um, Cooper Young many, many times over the years. And so it just seemed like a natural fit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also was not a juried festival. It's a first come, first serve. And so we also look back at our booth at, on that first year and we kind of cringe a little bit. <laughs> um, we uh-huh. definitely, I mean, that was probably seven years ago when we did that first booth that we yeah. were kind of our separate businesses. And then the year after we formed Arched. Mm-hmm. But we've definitely grown a lot since that first booth. Yeah. Um, and we, on our beginning of our journey, we did just Cooper Young that first year. Yeah. I think probably for the first one or two years, we just did that one festival. Um, and then we kind of started adding a festival here and there each year. Well, so that did, process, was, we kind of grew grew very yeah. slowly in that. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about. So they'll uh, understand the concept of Cooper Young, because not from being from Memphis, you probably don't get it. I mean, now, literally, it's like crush, a crush to be there. And so I don't know, mm-hmm. seven years ago, was it like that? Yeah, and we didn't realize until the other day when we were talking to some other creative friends, and we were talking about the first shows that we've done, that we, without knowing it, kind of just jumped head into yeah. a huge undertaking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we borrowed, I remember we borrowed a blue tent from our, from my godmother, this is Kristen. Mm-hmm. And I think we did that for the first couple of years. 
Yeah. And so I don't know if that had something to do with making us feel more prepared that we unknowingly went uh-huh. for the hardest, not the hardest, but Cooper Young yeah. has over a hundred thousand people that come to it. And so it's a consistent yeah. stream of people buying things and, you know, a consistent stream of people that you're talking to for from nine to seven on that day. And so, um, well, I'm talking, you know, talking about it from the creative perspective, it's, probably the largest unjuried event that happens here, uh, at least that I yeah. know of. I, I, we've got a lot of big juried events that happened here. And just to clarify for the audience that may be kind of new to this, the jury uh, event means that you have to apply and you have to be approved of that. And uh, so uh, the, the that is, yeah, rambling there. We'll I'll add that out. <laughs> Okay, Kristen, Lindsay, so how did, how did as you moved into becoming uh, an exhibitor at local craft shows and different uh, festivals, how did you select those events? What, you know, did you make mistakes in the beginning selecting those events? And how did you get to the point that you, you were firm on what you knew were the right events for you? Because I think we're, I don't know if we'll ever, ever be firm because <laughs> it's so, it's all events are just such a risk and everyone has such different experiences, but how we started slowly adding more and more each year, I think came by word of mouth and that's word of mouth, whether or not someone invited us to the event. Uh, We used to do a show at Le Bonner, the Le Bonner club had an art market every year and someone reached out and that was an excellent show every year. I mean, it was a three or four hour in the middle of the week at St. Mary's church, the, women came there they came there to shop they you know they all wanted to be there it was do what i'm sorry i'm sorry i said it's a was three hour period that's a very focused period oh yes i'm sorry i thought you said i cut out okay let me start i'll just start from that part yeah so it was a good it's a good it's a great three hour show three to four hours and so they're yes the customers are very focused they're there to shop yeah we a few other ones we may have found on our own or we followed other creative friends, saw them doing festivals and something that I wish more people would do. And I would encourage more people to do is just be open and share with each other about festivals. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes, we specifically ask people how much money they made at it and whether or not that's tacky. No one's ever, you know, veered away from telling yeah. us how much they make. And, and that's all relevant. I mean, one person's success is not another person's success. So there's a lot of things that go into selecting the event. Yeah. 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 And well, so when, when you ask, when you reach out to other makers and say like, how was this event for you? Sometimes people are like, Oh, it was a great event for me. But depending on where they are in that journey, you know, a $500 sales event might right. be great for them or a, $2,500 sales event yeah. might be great lot, for them. It also but not being afraid to, not yeah. being afraid to share those yeah. experiences and share what success means to you. Um, if someone asks us about an event, I mean, we're completely honest with them right. because we want that same honesty back. I mean, I, and also I, like if you're thinking, if you're thinking about doing an event, you can look at that event, social media, you can right. see makers that have done it in previous years. And so we've done that on some that maybe we didn't really know a lot about. And then we reach out to those, those makers and artists. And we say like, was this event worth it for you? How did you do it? This event. Um, so like, don't be afraid to ask other yeah. people. 
I mean, really, really great ideal. Um, I know, I know from the perspective when I'm working with a client, you know, one of the things I have to ask them is like, well, you know, sales are different than profit. But the other thing I also tell them look at is like, you know, when you're talking to other people, it's like, what is their sales point versus what your sales point is? Mm-hmm. You, small, exactly. you know, a small item versus a big ticket item, the price, the sales are going to be different. So we're really right. all where it boils down to is in the profit line than it does in the sales line. But though that's right. still important to know, you know, how much, how much material did I bring or how much product did I bring? How much did I sell? Which gets you to the, the bottom line. So, yes, definitely. And also taking into consideration the non-sale advantages of doing markets. So there's been several markets that we've gotten a new stockist. And so Mm -hmm. a stockist is someone who carries um, Mm -hmm. arched products. So Mm -hmm. to us, even if we didn't necessarily make as much profit on that show, but then we Mm -hmm. got a new store who repeatedly Mm -hmm. orders, well, that's really, really worth it for us. That goes into who's coming to the event. You know, is it, are there shop owners coming? And that's hard yeah. to figure out, but yeah, that also helps in success. I mean, yeah, I, I think uh, when you come to doing events, there's really three things that you go to an event for. You go there to sell your product or your service, or you go there to build credibility in your community, or you go there to actually obtain leads. If you, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, part of that is you need an event, you need an email list. If you don't have an email list, then you're losing out on a lot of money because those people already have bought from you. And that right. sale is easier to somebody that's already bought something from you. It's, it's to me is a critical to have a, have a way to capture that information. And there's a, there's a tip, a little small tip on squared that a friend of ours recently told us there's a setting in the squared app that a lot of people use to run their sales that has an email collection through your phone or iPad or whatever, right after you make that sale. Hey, do you want to join our email list? It's been a really cool. Thank you. But that's a good tip for. Let's talk a little bit about what some of your best tips for vendor booth marketing, you know, exhibiting your products, your services at events. So we went to the tomato arts festival in Nashville a couple of months ago and something that we were really excited that worked really well for us at that specific event is storytelling. And so the example that I can give you is that we have a Ruth Bader Ginsburg piece of artwork where Lindsay illustrated three of her descent callers. And so a couple of months ago we took a chance and sent, RBG herself, a set of coasters and a piece of wood art, thinking, who knows, she'll probably never get this, but it'll just be fun to send her. And within a week of that, we got a handwritten note saying thank you from her. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it was a really awesome experience and just something cool that we have framed in our office. And so we use that story at the show. And so when we saw people that were interested in that specific piece of art, we would tell them the story. And I would say almost every single one that was interested that we told the story bought it and we sold out of one of the pieces of that artwork. Mm -hmm. So that was, and you're not going to have a story for every single piece of art, but when you do have a story, I would just strongly encourage you to tell that story because that just makes the art even more special. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, when you when you think about storytelling, it's almost like telling the why of the piece, which people mm-hmm. like to know the kind of that history thing. They like it, they even like to know the why of why you're you're doing this. So, so I recently did a podcast on activation marketing, which is basically storytelling or turning your booth into that storytelling experience for your clients. And I just repeatedly, whenever somebody created an experience that just really upped their game when it came to doing their their exhibit. So I do too right. highly recommend trying to incorporate storytelling uh, and, and and a customer experience into your booth. So what else can you tell us that you recommend? So another thing that we do is we have, this is a pretty simple thing, but we have what we call our process walls. So typically at on the exterior of the booth, we have two wooden walls that hold four images each on little copper clips. And through that, we have a short snippet about us. Um, and then we have a few steps through the process of what it shows to make our art. And so you're not going to know just maybe looking at our thing, at our art, how many steps in the handmade process of it. But we see a lot of people walking by and when they see like, Oh wow, that's one, it takes a million steps, but two, they're really crafting each of these pieces with their hands. It always, not always, but a lot of the times it brings them into the booth to want to learn more. And then we can take the time to explain to them, our process and you know that I'm the photographer Lindsay's the designer and that's what's represented in our art that really kind of finishes up for this segment uh may I've really enjoyed it but let's give the audience a closing thought or maybe a summation of the topic yeah so I think overall remember to incorporate branding in your booths at markets and festivals take the extra step to Incorporate your colors and branding, whether that's an imagery or postcards that the customers can take home. Use storytelling. Tell the customers the why behind your art. And then if you're one of those people who are looking to transition from a nine-to-five job to doing your business full-time, take your time and find a day job that supports that journey and try to do as much as possible before you quit. Sounds like a plan. Definitely does. Well, Kristen and Lindsay, what I would like you to do now is tell everybody a little bit about how to connect with you. Yeah, so you can connect with us through any of our social media channels at Get Arched, and that's G-E-T-A-R-C-H-D. And then we also, you can email us through our website at GetArched.com. Awesome. So thank you so much for being with us today, Kristen and Lindsay. It was a really great show today, and I want to thank you for being a guest. I'm glad we finally were able to connect. Now, our next podcast is going to go live in December, and I just wanted to share with you that we are going to only have one podcast in December this year. I am taking a great little vacation in So if you listen to our podcast in the car or while you're exercising or walking the dog or even when you're bored, we have a way for you to actually listen to that through a great little resource. I will share that down in the show notes and so you'll have easy access. I am Gina Davis with Fine Vendor Booth. We're your one-stop resource for everything you need to know to get the best results from each and every fair, festival, 
look forward to seeing you next time. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.